Welcome to Grace Notes. Barbara Sandvik has been taking us on a journey with the prophet Elijah. We've seen how God worked in Elijah to groom his faith and make him a man for the times, and how God worked through Elijah to call his unfaithful people, Israel, back to himself. We've seen Elijah at his best at the Mount Carmel showdown and at his worst when he retreated from Queen Jezebel's threat. Today, Barbara will conclude this series with lessons from Elijah's final days and a summary of what we've learned from his life. Thanks, Kev. When we left Elijah, he was curled up underneath a broom tree in the desert, praying to die. He'd concluded that his work was fruitless and consequently that life was not worth living. Elijah wasn't the only prophet who felt this way. Jonah, too, prayed similarly, saying, Take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Both men were stressed out. Well, God didn't answer Elijah's death prayer. Rather, he filled his stomach with food and rocked him to sleep like a baby. I'm so glad God doesn't answer all our prayers. We don't think clearly when we're distressed. Maybe it would be better if we just moaned and let the Holy Spirit interpret our needs. Once I visited a dear godly woman who was ill. She kept saying she'd be better off in heaven. God led me to suggest that we pray for him to take her to heaven. Immediately, she began talking about all the things she had to do here. So often, we don't really want what we pray for. God knew what Elijah needed even when he didn't voice it properly. I believe the angel that twice supplied him with bread and water was the one who also had breakfast ready for the weary fisherman by the seashore, the one who called himself the bread of life and said, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The bread was freshly baked over hot coals, just like God's mercies described in Lamentations 3.23 as new every morning. I bet the water was better than any bottled or mountain stream water you could find. Elijah was where he shouldn't have been, but nevertheless, God took care of him. He surely could have identified with the words to this song. of God are upon me. He sees everything that I do. The arms of God are around me. He keeps me safe and secure.
What a demonstration of God's care. Elijah now strengthened, traveled for 40 days, about 270 miles, until he reached Mount Horeb, better known as Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. This was the place where the law was given to Moses. Elijah sought God where he knew he could be found. Elijah pleaded his case before the Lord, saying, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Did you hear how many eyes there were in his prayer? Poor me, huh? Elijah had gotten himself in trouble by seeing only the physical. Now God was going to train his eyes and ears to see through to the spiritual. God said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks, but God wasn't speaking. This was followed by an earthquake and then a fire. The Lord was not in either one of these. Then came a gentle whisper. What does gentle mean? It means approachable. The boisterous Elijah was finally still enough to hear God's inviting voice. We too need to quiet ourselves so we don't miss God's instructions. In our fast-paced society, it's easy to overlook God's whisper. But if we really want to hear, we'll listen carefully for that still, small voice. God assured Elijah he wasn't alone. He had reserved 7,000 faithful people in Israel. God outlined the remaining work he had for Elijah to do and appointed a successor, Elisha, for him to train. I've waited through nine programs to present this song I wrote to you. The lesson I learned from this part of Elijah's life was probably the greatest. I hope you get the picture, too. Elijah, he was mighty strong. He sought to right things that were wrong. He'd count on help from God he knew so well. He showed the people of his town the Lord would never let him down. He killed off all those prophet men of Baal. But Jezebel with a cursing threat said, Elijah, dear, I'll get you yet. Elijah shook with frightfulness and dread. So off he ran outside of town, thought Jehovah God had let him down. He wished that he were surely dead instead. Then God said, stop those silly pounce, have you not learned what it's all about? Go climb the mountain, I have words to tell. So up he climbed and looked around, he heard great noise, but not the sound of the voice of God he knew so very well. The mountain shook, the winds they blew, the earth had quaked, and Elijah knew in the elements, God's voice would not be heard. It takes some careful listening to hear the truths that come from him. Don't miss the mighty power of his word. Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, keep listening. You won't hear him in the clamor and noise. Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, keep listening. You'll hear him in a still small voice. He's not shouting on the mountaintops, speaking in the crash of rocks, sounding out his chords in rage and fire. He's not telling through a great earthquake, talking while the thunder breaks, spelling out details of his desire. So, Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, 
Keep listening, Elijah. Keep listening. You won't hear him in the clamor and noise. Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, keep listening. Elijah, keep listening. You'll hear him in a still small voice. Now you may think you're mighty strong, can conquer foes and right the wrong. You count on God for help with things you do. You tell the people you're around, the Lord will never let you down and testify how God has helped you through. But when Jezebels come in your life and courage takes on wings to fly, you're tempted to give up and start to run. When those thoughts of doubt appear, just offer up a bended ear and listen for the voice of direction. And God says, don't forget the word. Elijah's story that you heard has lessons you can learn so very well. It takes some careful listening to hear the truths that come from him. Don't miss the message that he has to tell. He says, my child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. You won't hear me in the clamor and noise. My child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. You'll hear me in a still small voice. He's not shouting in your busyness, speaking in your ever quest for fame and fortune that you can acquire. He's not telling through the crowd's applause, talking when you take a pause, sounding out a tune to your desires. No, he says, my child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. You won't hear me in the clamor and noise. My child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. My child, keep listening. You'll hear me in a still small voice. You'll hear me. In a still, small voice. Let's conclude this series with lessons we can apply from Elijah's life. First, God is faithful whether we see it or not. So trust and obey no matter what. God wants to use us to show his faithfulness in the middle of the world's unfaithfulness. His work through us is most effective when He's worked in us. God is always working to conform us to the image of Christ, and He does this through trials. God may place us in some precarious positions in order to humble us and groom our faith, but He will always provide. When God dries up our brook, it's time for a change. The blessing is somewhere else. Listen for directions. God is rarely early, but He is never late. God uses anything and anyone to accomplish His purposes. We are most aware and most appreciative of God's blessing when we're most in need. God speaks to us in our affliction. Before every great blessing the Lord wants to give us, there's going to be a faith test. We need to pray fervently in the name of the Lord for the glory of God to be revealed in our trials and then look for it. Nothing is impossible with God. The promises of God require deliberate prayer because prayer precedes provision. 
Don't misplace your confidence, your armor, or your energy. Rest and pray for your own needs or you'll end up discouraged. Be still to hear the voice of God. God always has a remnant on his side. You are never alone. Thanks for joining the program. You can now hear Grace Notes on the internet at www.oneplace.com and visit our webpage at www.sandbeckministries.com. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write and tell us about it. Write to Sandbeck Concert Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. And if God leads you, send along a love gift. For a cassette copy of this program, send $7 and ask for program 310. Barbara will begin a new series on our next program, so don't miss it.